Log Talk Radio. This is all about why the talk show dedicated to the wine industry since 2009, featuring winemaker, film and tasting expert, Ron. Ron. Basically, what we're trying to do in this program is just trying to educate people and trying to make wine less confusing and more friendly. From a coast to coast. And around, the and around the world. You know, some neat people on the program. I, I just, I love that. Post your questions and comments during the live show on our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash allaboutwinebtr. Again, that's www.facebook.com forward slash allaboutwinebtr. And now, All About Wine is on. Is on. Here's Ross. So the background. Here we are. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, Mike says that's why they were cheering because Mike's back with us this week. No, no. Under the weather. Now he's back. Well, he's still a little bit under the weather, but not as much under the weather as he was last week under the weather. So. But uh, he's able to. Yeah. Christmas, last, how long ago? It's been. Oh, it's been yeah, a while. You, uh, one, yeah, one, two, yeah, almost uh, three weeks, two and a half almost, weeks. Yeah. So he hasn't but, uh, he hasn't been well, but now he's well. Are you doing your your uh, your DJ gig or is that? I okay? I did uh, I did last Saturday, but I didn't talk much, and I think I might have done. One the week before that, but I didn't do anything. I mean, I just played music, played ads, and I was like, hey, okay, here's another one, you know, that kind of thing. That's it. And then last week, I, I was just, I was more aware than I was the week before, but uh, I didn't talk much because I was like, no, the, it's the coughing and everything. Was, why bother? But uh, yeah. Well, that, I'm glad you better. Glad ago. you're back. Glad you're with us. <clears throat> continue, yeah. continue to recover and, you know. You sound, yeah, sound like your old self now, anyway. So, yeah, just some yeah, pretty much. minor in, uh, inconveniences, but uh, I can get yeah. through that. Not a problem. Um, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's, uh, it's working good so far. Good, good. Mm. good. Right here, I did a couple times in the show last week where I go, I said something, and go, oh, Mike would have looked that up. Oh well, well, and so we <laughs> didn't get a chance for that. And so. Yeah. I, I, was, I was listening to it like I was saying before the show, and I thought, God, is this a repeat? What am I listening to? Because some of it I was like, I remember taking notes on this, but I don't remember what it was. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, 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 it was pretty good, though. Was, okay. And then the ending, but, you know, you, you ran the uh, outro, so that was good, the local one. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah um, so, uh, yeah, it yeah, was not okay. simulcast. On YouTube or Facebook, you want to listen to older shows, go to uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash all about wine. That's where, uh, God, there's over 300 shows on there. So you can wow. listen to them there or, or on iTunes. Yeah, there's uh, they're all on iTunes. And uh, I thought I did a search one time on TuneIn. I think we're on TuneIn also, which is a mobile oh, really? app. Uh, hmm. I have to check because there was, there was some place that surprised the heck out of me. I was like, I didn't know we were on there. Um, wow. Just like that guy that called from uh, Brazil or whatever. What was that right. one that said we were number one in South America? It's like, yeah, <laughs> well, it was, yeah, and and uh, what was it? Not Mongolia. Um, oh, I can't think of it. Someplace over in. Uh, no, I don't know. I, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, number one in food, uh, food and drink category. We we're number one. And a couple of countries over in uh, uh, northern, uh, north of India, that area, that part of the world. I really can't remember, but wow, yeah, we uh, didn't know. Yeah, some places around that never, never yeah. knew we were being picked up. So, yeah. but yeah, good. good. Stuff. Thanks for listening. Whoever's out there listening anywhere in the world, thanks. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Um, we. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, 
trying to keep you up to date and all that and what's going on and everything. And so I appreciate all the people out there listening to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to make you talk for a little bit here because I'm going to have you one more time uh, give a list of the guests that we had, not last year, but the year before last, but they still got some of their books out there and they still got movies out there and stuff like that. And I think so, I have a, I think I have that written. Actually, I have that same thing written down somewhere. Let me go back to my notes because I might just do it yeah. live. Because it, because when you, because in the, uh, the the recorded version, it says, and back in October we had co-directors Mark Johnson. Well, not this <clears> October. <throat> it was in October uh, 2020. Yeah, <laughs> it was a year ago that we had all this, okay. right? Yeah, Tim yeah. Lockwood was here back in March in October. Yeah, he was, but. 2020 but, he was. He was yeah. And he was just here, you know, what, a month ago again, so. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, really cool. Uh, uh, so I need to update that again because he's he has a new book coming out and there, there's more, you know, coming up. So, uh, yeah, and um, you know, same thing with Joy Neighbors. She's, she's mm-hmm. working on a new working book herself. Book. Yeah. yeah. All so, these uh, uh, authors yeah. out there and coming on the show. and yeah, You get this cool. updated uh, and all that. So this, the, the reading that I have, um, it says back in October, but it was October 8th, 2020. Uh, we mm-hmm. had Mark Johnson and Ryan and writer Michael Karam uh, from the uh, movie Wine and War, the untold story of wine in the Middle East, uh, which is about survival, resilience, and struggles. And uh, for those of you who don't know, wine has been in Lebanon uh, culture for 7,000 years plus. Wow. And uh, yeah, it goes back a long ways. Uh, and uh, the uh, proceeds from the uh, movie, they're raising money for CAPHO, uh, which is a great organization. Um, you just have to go to their website and check it out. Go to wineandwar.com and you can uh, click on the watch now button or uh, find out more information about CAPHO. Uh, then we had, uh, in 2020 and this year we had Jim Lochran on, um, he's a certified wine educator and author. You can visit his website at Jim That's J I M L A U G H R E N.com. And, uh, he's got uh, some books out on, um, well, check it out on his website. He's got a 15 minute guide to red wine and a 15-minute guide to white wine, plus some other uh, great readings, uh, some some full books there. And as we learned uh, uh, last month or a month before last, uh, he is working on another book, which uh, hopefully will be out in the next uh, few months uh, this year. Yeah. So as always in October, we welcome Joy Neighbors. Uh, she was there on uh, October 29th in 2020 and also – uh, this past October for our Halloween special. Woo. Woo. Uh, <laughs> she's the author of the Family Tree Cemetery Field Guide, which I do have as well. Um, I did too. I, I got it. In fact, I read it and sent it off to my sister because she's really into genealogy yeah. and she loves it. She thinks it's a great book being in genealogy. So, Yeah, it's, it's yeah. really great. It's a, how to how to find record and preserve your ancestors' graves and uh, do some ancestry. Um, some of the parts are planning your trip to the cemetery, uh, researching, making sense of your research, and digging deeper, um, such as other records, and uh, also preserving cemeteries. It's available on Amazon, Bards & Noble, and others. Uh, also in 2020, uh, we had uh, off, well, let's see, author of Pinot Rocks and a winemaker, Michael Brown, uh, his book, uh, Pinot Rocks, is available on Amazon.com. Uh, check it out. It's uh, in any uh, audio format, and uh, the audio format is great as well. Uh, William Shatner did the audiobook version uh, of his book version. Anyway, um, also, a uh, really fun guest. We had uh, back in January of uh, last year, um, Cap Kaplowitz. He's a uh, podcaster, blogger. He does cigar, uh, cigars, spirits, coffee. Wine uh, and uh, Ron, our, that's right, our show host here is also a wine panelist on the show. Uh, check it out for more information, kaplowitz.xyz. That's K A P L O W I T Z.xyz. And uh, you can also listen to uh, um, how often that uh, his podcast is on. Uh, it sounds like a great, uh, a great show for sure. 
Uh, so check it out. And it's uh, really, mm-hmm. you know, they do a lot of cigars and stuff like that. And they're coming out with their, their year end, our last year review of the top cigars. They've been doing that. So it's, it's, if you're a cigar smoker, it's well worth it. Yeah. Uh, and you can, you can find out a lot of uh, information and, and uh, uh, cool uh, articles on his website. So check it out. Kaplowitz.xyz. Uh, February last year, we had uh, Jeff Bradford, uh, founder, producer, uh, beer, wine, and spirits. He's a filmmaker dedicated to revealing the stories behind the labels of our favorite drinks. Uh, he was there on February 11th of last year, 2021. And on uh, February 25th, 2021, we had Natalie McLean. Uh, she's a podcast uh, host of the popular Unres- uh, Unreserved Wine Talk. Uh, she's also also an author of Red, White, and Drunk All Over uh, and Unquenchable, a tipsy quest for the world's best bargain wines. Uh, plus, she has some several quick reads available on her website. Uh, she's also a wine expert on CTVs, that's Canada, The Social, which is the name of the show, Canada's largest daytime television show, uh, she's also been on CTV News and Global Television's Morning Show. You can pick up her Ultimate Food and Wine Pairing Guide for free at nataliemcclain.com forward slash allaboutwine. That's uh, N-A-T-A-L-I-E-M-A-C-L-E-A-N.com forward slash allaboutwine. I haven't checked that in a while, but uh, she was on February 25th of uh, last year. And, I haven't looked at uh, like I, said, I need to uh, check that out again, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, yeah, there's a you know, quite a. She's got uh, quite a few uh, offerings out there as well as Joy Neighbors. Um, just go to Amazon.com and uh, search for Joy Neighbors or any of the other uh, authors, and and uh, you'll find out what they have there. Find a bunch, um, bunch of books out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I need to probably update that because we've had uh, quite a few other uh, interesting guests, but uh, then it would be like a 20 minute thing. Um, we had Jim Lawson yeah. on. The second, uh, he was on December second of uh, last year. Was it that long ago? Uh, wow. Yeah, December second of uh, 2021. Um, really, really cool to have him on, and we'll have him on again coming He's up. He's in soon, the middle so. of a new book, and uh, we <laughs> were talking to him pre pre published. We were talking to him about it. it's a it's a wine wine murder mystery. So uh, mm-hmm. interesting. Listen yep. to the show, and you. He reveals uh, different things about it, but it really sounds like an interesting book. But when yeah. he, when it's published, he's going to come back on again. We're going to talk some more about it. So we also but, uh, we also had uh, October seventh of last year, twenty twenty one. October seventh, we had Carlos uh, Carniero. Uh, he's the director of A Wonderful Kingdom, which is a oh, documentary yes. uh, of the Douro Valley. Uh, which was pretty cool. So I need to add him to my list as well. But uh, yeah. yeah, check him out uh, for more details. There's there's uh, quite a bit here that uh, needs to be updated from this file. This was, yeah, uh, and you know, and it's it's nice to that <laughs> you know give shout outs to all these people who've been on and all too because mm-hmm. uh, they took their time to come with us and and talk to us about their shows and movies and stuff and, and these ones with yeah. wine in it. I, the, you know, it's easy for people all about wine to get out there and find out even more information and listen and watch the movies and read the books. So yeah. do, it. Um, do it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that's it. Uh, oh, I should have, hold on. You know what? I forgot. Oh gosh. Sorry about that. I forgot this, uh, the background music. Hang on. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, people who have been on the show in the past, <laughs> <laughs> we'll go through it again here a couple more times and the show Back will be over <laughs> <laughs> thanks for tuning in <laughs> let's go through it again with the music background like this, no, like the music in the background yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so that'll be updated and uh, hopefully we'll have uh, I'll have a new one next time but uh, yeah it'll be good uh, yeah it's good uh, guess yeah, good guests. You know, a lot of fun talking with them and all that, and some really uh, interesting people, interesting books, and all that stuff that they're doing. I, and that's really uh, some some cool things out there. All right. What was well, the last uh, What was the last show you did with Kaplowitz? Sorry about that. What was the? Do you remember when actually, he, when you did his show? Oh, uh, I you know every Wednesday evening. 
a bunch of us get mm-hmm. together and talk. Um, it's just a, uh, I, I don't want to say Zoom, I don't know, but we all connect together and uh, face-to-face talk and usually talk about cigars and, you know, uh, I'll talk some about wine and, you know, it's, uh, coffee, a little bit once in a while it's thrown in there and different things, but mostly it's about cigar. And he's having a, when was that? I think it's tomorrow. I think he's going to do it. Uh, he's having a big panel discussion of the cigars from 2021. What was the top 25? They're going to talk about them. If they're all sorts of things, if they're really worth it, uh, uh, what is number one and all that other stuff by uh, Cigar Aficionado magazine, which is basically the authority on cigars, just like Wine Spectator is one of the one of the major authorities on wine. And he's got a panel of I think five or six bloggers that are going to be on with him. These are the guys that I talk to in the group, and these these bloggers are going to go on and discuss all this stuff. So it's going to be available. They're going to uh, edit and download it, so that should be available by the weekend, I would say. So uh, uh, he's supposed to be sending me a link to the final, and when he does, I will post it up on the Facebook page uh, so you all can uh, tune in on it. But uh, they're going to talk about the cigars and what they are i've been i've been kicking around an idea too about starting a simple cigar blog myself now these guys have been doing this for years and they have a lot of cigar experience and they know people all through the business and all that and all met other people and all but it's like people in the wine business who know all these other people in the wine business and they talk about these wines that they've had in the past and all that and most people have never had an opportunity to have those wines this is what all about wine is about trying to let you know a simpler easier cheaper approach to wine and because of that simple approach, we're not sitting there saying, okay, well, excuse me, here's here's a Screaming Eagle Napa Valley Cabernet Sauvignon that is retailing for $175, and you really should go out and get this because it's such a nice wine and all that. We're not doing that on this show. We don't. We're just saying, you know, you can find yourself some really nice wines and the <clears> – <throat> 15 to 25 dollar range that are really great so try these and i hope people are out there doing it i mean the people we talk to and the guests we have and all that's basically saying you don't have to go crazy but just enjoy wine and i think that's one of the things i'm looking at maybe starting a blog on cigars doing the same thing only not real fancy i mean these guys are having cigars that are costing anywhere from uh, oh, eleven dollars on up to forty, fifty dollars. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's too much money to spend on the cigar, as far as I'm concerned. I don't care how good it is or how it's rated and all that. That's an awful lot of money to be spending. You know, anything over anything over eleven, twelve dollars for a cigar is starting to get starting to hurt the pocketbook a little bit. So. I'm looking at doing basic cigar knowledge, doing the blog, saying, okay, let's start with these are the sizes that they come in. These are the different sizes, and these are the different ring sizes, and these are different lengths, and when you cut it, there's different cutters you can use and how you can do it, and, uh, you know, just basics, absolute basics of cigars. Because whenever you listen to a blog, they're usually reviewing cigars or talking about stuff like that, and they don't talk about basics. And there's a cigar factory here in Tampa that uh, makes great cigars. And I'll go down and visit them and you know write a little bit about them and stuff. But this is what I'm looking at doing 
with a cigar blanc. Just some, I you know, wine 101 here on All About Wine. Well, cigar 101 on uh, a cigar blog. And so, you know, anyone out there have any any thoughts on it or any ideas or anything? Just email me at uh, at the All About Wine. But uh, if I do that, I'll, I'll set up a different account for cigars. But like I say, it's just well, talk, talking about wine. You know, you were talking about you know the the expense of of a cigar and you know eleven bucks and up. There, there's there's probably people out there thinking the same thing about a five hundred dollar or thousand dollar bottle of wine. That yeah. you know, sometimes we do encourage them because you have said that there is sometimes or or maybe most of the time there is a noticeable difference between a $9 bottle of wine and a, and a 50 or $100 or $200 bottle of wine. There could be a difference to it, and, and some of it's more pronounced than others. So it's, it's more same expensive thing. in the wine world, I think, but the same thing translates to a cigar. Maybe that $11 cigar gives you something more that the, the cheaper ones you know, are not oh, giving you. And it will. Should, should you encourage – well – so, but it's not it, it, what I'm saying. Just like here on All About Wine, you know, go out and get yourself mm-hmm. instead of buying yourself a hundred dollar bottle of wine, which yeah. Uh, uh, oh, jeez, I can't think of the name. What's what's the guest we had on that you can buy wine at thirty five dollars and they upgrade you? Oh, yeah. um, uh, <laughs> one second. Uh, I, I, yeah. Uh, was it uh, was it uh, Underground Cellar? Uh, uh, there Scott. you go. Yeah, yeah, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. underground yeah. sellers. Now, now that's a good way to do it. You know, I mean, you can go out and purchase yourself wines for thirty, thirty-five dollars, and they automatically upgrade you to ones that cost uh, well, sometimes double or triple that, and yeah. they store it and stuff like that. Now, that's a good way to get more expensive wines. But normally, it's Unless you really have the money, most people are not going to get an expensive wine. Maybe an extravagant purchase mm-hmm. or something like that. But most of the time, people are going to say, like I say, get away from the get away from the seven to fifteen dollar range and jump up and get the fifteen to thirty dollar range. That's going to be a big jump for a lot of people, and and mm-hmm. wine, and that's going to give you a lot of difference there. If you get a chance to get an expensive one every once in a while, do it. It's well worth the, the chance and the taste and the mm-hmm. what it presents can't afford that. And I I know that. I realize that. And that's the same thing with cigars. Uh, I, I have cigars when I'm playing golf, and I usually get inexpensive cigars. I go through a couple different places that um, – ship them and I get in expensive cigars and then the guys in this group says well no you need to go out and you know go to your cigar store and pick up something that's a little bit more and you know if you'd like a Connecticut then ask for Connecticut and I did I picked up some a little bit more and they were you know one was 550 another one was eight dollars and there was a difference of what was a big difference between what I normally have and what I did on those. And it's the same thing with wine. But I'm not going to be smoking $8 cigars on the golf course because I'm. It's it would be a waste of the $8 because I'm playing golf. I'm not smoking a cigar. And so this is what I'm looking at on the website is trying to tell people, okay, it's okay to have the cheap ones, but every once in a while, get yourself a more expensive one and notice the difference in them. Same thing with wine. And, it, you know, the price point difference between an inexpensive bottle of wine, say $15, and an expensive one at, you know, $75, $80, is about the same as an inexpensive cigar at $3 and one that costs, you know, $12. I mean, you're, you're still getting your percentage difference there, and you are getting your quality difference there, too, you know, so... But it just—I'm I'm kicking around starting this just because all these guys I talk to are always talking about, you know, somebody will mention a cigar and all of them will chime in and says, "Yeah, I had that. That was really good. I really like that." And stuff. Like that. I'm lost. I don't know what they're talking about. You know. Uh, so I, I'm—I want to do something that, 
is just basic, basic knowledge of cigars, like Humidors. Excuse me, they still laugh at me about this. Humidors. Nobody ever told me at what temperature to keep Humidors. I've got a couple mm-hmm. of Humidors that I've gotten over the years, and I've got the little gauge in there, and I've got the little water pack, but nobody's ever told me at what temperature to keep Humidors. So I'm thinking they need to be up higher, you know, to keep the cigar moist and, and uh, so it doesn't dry out. Well, I was keeping the humidity around 90%. And I mentioned that to these guys, and the hell went, no, no, don't do that. No, you have to wring out your cigar before you light it and stuff like this. And I go, really, what do you keep it at? And they said, oh, about 60, 65, right in that range. I'm going, oh, my gosh. They go, yeah, you don't want it that, you know, don't want it that high. And 90%, they said, you know, you probably have trouble lighting your cigars. They're so wet. You know, and I'm, I, I never knew, <laughs> you know, nobody yeah. ever told me that humidity should be around 60 to 65. And so hmm. uh, now I know, and that's what I keep at. But this, you know, basics, just a lot of basics yeah. like this that I'm learning talking to these guys that I, I, that's what made me think of a cigar blog, just to teach basics and talk yeah. about stuff like that. So, so if anybody or has, audio? I'm sorry. Are you looking to? Is it a is it a written blog or an audio blog like we're doing now? Yeah, you know, I. I, I, mean, I like am not good <laughs> at writing. Okay, I'm really okay. not good at writing. I can talk all day long about stuff, but I'm really not good at writing. So I'm, hmm. you know, it, I actually probably should write, but <clears throat> if I do a, a audio blog, it's only going to be like a half hour at the most, just, you know, simple. And yeah. I can always, like this one, we can always extend it if we need to. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, as far as guests goes, I can get any one of these guys from our talk group to be a guest on it. I mean, there's a list of a bunch of their own cigars, but but I, I don't know. It, that's something else too that I'm still kicking around. Do I do I want to write it? And I'm I've never been a writer. I have to say I'm. And as far as you know, audio. I can talk and all that, but, you know, these guys talk yeah. about writing their blogs and sitting down and editing them, and and they'll work on it for three or four days, and then they'll read through it again and then finally put it up on the site. And if they do uh, audio, they'll go back through it and listen to it a couple of times and edit and all that. And uh, I told them, I don't. I said, it's all about wine. We do it and put it out there. I said, it's live and it goes on archives and that's it. It said, every once in a while we'll cut out things that people say, but most of the time it's, it's a lot because... Of, it's a lot of work to go through a whole show and edit. You know, if, if they're doing some extensive editing, there's, there's people out there that will edit any kind of pause, any kind of breath, any kind of, you know, word that doesn't sound like a word. They'll just take that and to, and to sit through a you know thirty minutes, yeah, that should be okay. But you're going, you're going in real time, and then blocking out things. It can take you know a couple of hours just to edit a, a short show or more if it's a longer show. Oh and, my gosh, um, that's doing it live here. I'd I'd rather I'd rather hear the breaks and the us and the you know a whole lot. I can't find this than to back through the show and go. Oh gosh, now I got to take all that stuff out. <laughs> yeah, just throw it's it out there. This is this is what the show is, and it. You know, when you start editing it, it sounds edited. <laughs> I mean, well, I, it, yeah, it, but they are putting a lot of time into into doing that, so it so it does go through, you know, and gets rid of the dead air and you know all that stuff. So yeah, you gotta give them credit for for having that, you know, that time and and taking that time to do that. So it does sound like a it keeps keeps going. I guess I, I don't know. Yeah. It's just a, it's a lot of work, and they. they I tried it a couple of times, like the ones we had to block out here, some of the cars. Right. But uh, 
just doing that, it's like, oh my gosh, where was it? Okay, 30 minutes into the show, you know. <laughs> yeah, and it's not really a way you can fast forward it to where you want it and then just cut it and then that's yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, you know, and that's the thing. If if I do it live, it's just going to go out there. This this is this is the show, and that's it. And if I write it up and all that, and again, I am not. I'm not a writer. <laughs> I, I yeah, I am not. I just I I yeah, I'm not a writer. So okay. I don't know. Uh, it, but it's it's something I'm I'm considering kicking around thinking about and uh, cap has said that he would help me any way that hmm. he can so he's been doing it for a long time and he's been rated high on different blogs that he's done and all that and a lot of experience on so that that's a plus there but i don't know it's still it's in fact, just last night when we were talking, he asked me. He says, "Ron, he says, how's your, how's your blog going?" I said, "Well, it's not right now." I said, "I'm still, still in the infancy, still trying to figure out what I'm doing." But I don't know. So, well, to think about. Yeah, if anybody has um, yep. any thoughts or ideas on it or anything, let me know. I, you know, it's just it's something that is just like Mike just said, something to think about. So, let's. Uh, one thing I, I noticed this past week, I get emails from Wine Folly. Madeline Puckett is the sommelier and all sorts of uh, letters by her name that she's been doing Wine Folly for a long time, and she's written all sorts of stuff. Very knowledgeable, obviously. And she does a fantastic job. Their address is in Alberta, Canada, Calgary. And so I think that's where they're located. I'm not sure, but I want to say they're they're Canadian. But they have a lot of stuff. If you don't get Wine Folly, then do. It's They'll send you a newsletter, and you get it, oh, what, every week or every every five days, something like that. A lot of information there. I've quoted a lot of stuff from them before throughout the show over the years. And they also have different things for sale. They have books and maps and glasses, all sorts of stuff. And so openers. So check out Wine Folly. It's a W-I-N-E-F-O-L-L-Y, winefolly.com. And you can subscribe to their newsletter and or their mailing every or their email every week. But this just came in today, I believe. Let's see, what's the date on this? Uh yeah, this morning, eight forty six this morning. So this just came in. And it she lists the year in review, uh the moments of this past year that she has picked out that are worthy of mentioning. And, <clears throat> excuse me. And there's some good ones here, so I'm going to read it. She has a quote here from Winston Churchill, uh, who wrote it back in 1946, which is very good. He says, I could not live without champagne. In victory, I deserve it. In defeat, I need it. So I felt that was a, always a good quote from Winston Churchill there. But these are some things that she has noted for this new year, which are from last year, the first year. I mean, everybody has their list and all that. I'm not one to put together lists because that would require writing. Excuse me. All right. Here's a few here that are interesting. Spaced-aged wine is now a thing you can buy. So the case of Bordeaux wines returned from the space station after spending over a year orbiting the Earth. One of the bottles to go up, a 2000 vintage Petrus, was tested by leading Bordeaux expert Jane Aston, who said it tasted older than its Earth-aged counterpart. 
The unopened bottles were up for sale at Christie's at an estimated, are you sitting down, $1 million. And they also come in a nifty celestial trunk. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Let me see. They have a link to that nifty celestial trunk. Oh, that is a nifty celestial trunk. Uh, wow. Uh, yeah, that is really a cool trunk that they have this in. And it's pretty big, and it's got bottles and a place for a glass and little drawers in it. Yeah, the trunk could be worth some money there in itself. So, hmm, cool. But, yeah, check uh, check out the website. You can you probably have something on that. You can look at that trunk. All right, unused airline wine. What do they do with that? Well, there was so much unused airline wine from the airline industry due to the pandemic that American Airlines started an online sales outlet called Flagship Sellers. It says, we were skeptical at first, but after stumbling across a Grand Cru Alsace Riesling for under $20, we promptly shut up and got on board. So... I don't know how you find it. I guess you can ask Alaska Sound to connect you or Google. But uh, American Airlines, I guess it's American Airlines is doing is called Flagship Sellers. So you can check that out. This was something we talked about wine thefts. This is a hotelier chases thieves who made off with $400,000 of Grand Cru Burgundy. After losing $225,000 of wine and thieves earlier in the week, a hotel owner close to Beyond woke up to the sound of a burglary alarm again. This time, jumping into a car to follow the van that had made off with $400,000 of stolen Grand Cru Burgundy. The owner managed to keep up with the van and alert police. Thank God for cell phones. When the police joined the chase, the looters threw wine bottles at the patrol car to spook the drivers. <laughs> the, the heist came to an end when the van crashed near a toll booth. Luckily, most of the wine was recovered. But the thieves are still at large. Doing, <laughs> doing expensive Grand Cru bottles of Burgundy at a police car. Uh South Africa bans alcohol four times and kneecaps their own wine industry. I've, I've read about this over the year. This is unbelievable. During the pandemic, South Africans experienced four total alcohol bans. The final ban was only partially lifted on July, uh, July 25th. Now, this is last year, obviously. The prohibitions have improved hospitalization rates during the COVID outbreak, but have had a catastrophic effect on Cape wineries. In 2021, liquor and wine brands estimated losses of over $2.4 billion from prohibitions and export bans. The prohibition has raised questions about South Africa's complicated history with alcohol. Wow. That's sad. I guess that's my word I'm looking for here. That is really sad. People drank an $800 and $13,000 bottle of wine in error and had to pay for it. Christy Teigen and a man in Japan both ended up spending way more money than they intended on wine in 2021. Christy Teigen, who happened lunch... Uh, for Christy Teigen, it happened at lunch with buddy John Legend. They are together, as you all know. The server casually suggested a $13,000 bottle of wine without revealing the price. The bill came and Christy threw a fit on Twitter, which ended up blowing up in her face. For a random dude on Reddit, T-I-F-U, uh, today I effed up. The mistake came during Valentine's dinner when calculating the exchange rate between Japanese yen and U.S. dollars. The 
thousand yen, which is closer to eight hundred dollars, not eighty dollars like he was expecting. We'll just be drinking tap water for the next ten Valentine's days, he said. <laughs> know how to figure your math. This is something I've talked about. Is the seventeen year trade battle ends with tax free wine of tax free French wine for the next five years. Yay. 2021 started out with massive tariffs in the U.S. on wine and other European uh, delights. The tariffs were activated as part of an ongoing 17-year battle between the U.S. and the EU over subsidies given to the European airplane manufacturer Airbus. And that's what it all started from, too. I mean, if you really want to hear some idiocy in politics and all that go back and check this airbus was being being subsidized by the european union and boeing was not and boeing said this isn't fair uh because they're getting a lot more and it's, it goes on and on and on and finally the united states put tariffs on french stuff and they continued to expand it and it included wine and liquors and stuff and so finally, by June 2021, the World Trade Organization negotiated a deal to postpone tariffs for five years. So it's not over. It's just postponed for five years. But at least we got a five-year window here where we don't have to worry about it. But if you really want to check out something that's ridiculous, check check out this battle with the with the airlines and all the different ones that are they're doing it. it it just i mean now yeah. i'm not going to editorialize on that china's oldest and biggest winery shangu plans to open a wine theme park in shanghai if you didn't already know shangu just finished a wine city wine city and that's what it's called in yante in 2019, complete with Fall Chateau, check out Chateau Tinlot, T-I-N-L-O-T, winemaking exhibits, tasting rooms, and bars. All right, China. I think I'm, I, I like that, a wine city. We need one of those here in the States, a wine city. Although we've got Napa and Finger Lakes and a lot of other areas, but still we don't have a wine city. And we don't have a wine theme park, which they're going to do. China is the world's largest consumer of red wine and now ranks in the top five for vineyard acreage in the world. So they're coming on strong. Wine is proven to be the only alcohol that's good for you, which is a true story. It's possibly the biggest wine news for 2021. Scientists have found that wine and wine alone is the only alcohol beverage that's good for you. Now, what have I been saying all these years that we've been on? Red wine is good for you. And I've been saying that over and over, even though I do get reports every once in a while. And I do share them with you that red wine has been proven to be bad. Here, Madeline saying it's good. We recommend you let that news sink in for a minute and then join Wine Folly's incredible, useful, free wine education newsletter. And that's what I was just telling you about. She's telling you to join them, and you can find out more. So it's a good spot again, winefolly.com. The queen only drinks wine now. In fact, I saw a picture uh, on, oh, where was it? I don't know. Some site, I can't remember. Um, oh, some, uh, advertising People magazine. They showed the Queen with a glass of of wine. Known to be partial to Martini, the Queen has given up spirits and only drinks wine. They said it's for her health and also is reducing joint pain. The Queen is now 95 years old. Apparently, she is. Uh, is a uh, particular for German Riesling and Dubonnet, which is aromatized wine. She's such a fan of Dubonnet that she gave the brand a royal warrant in November 2021. 
Wow, I don't know what a royal warrant is, but I'm sure that's pretty something pretty important that only a queen can do. Uh, the people who passed away in 2021, uh, there's a list of them here. Let's see. Let's go through these. Uh, Stephen Spurrier, the iconic British gentleman uh, who uh, launched California wine into the new world, he was part of the adjustment of Paris. And Jim Clendenin, uh, the winemaker at Albon Colomie in California, who was a trailblazer for California Pinot Noir and Chardonnay. So couple of important people. Famous wine fraudster Rudy Kurnawan Kurno, uh, gets deported and he was selling wine in the United States and he got deported. He's no longer here. He's deported to Indonesia uh, which at one point he sold over $34 million at two different auctions of fake wine. So, uh, good for him. Getting serious for Sauvignon Blanc. This There is a shortage. France experienced the worst frost damage in decades, and it's reduced its production by one-third. And New Zealand also suffered serious frost damage and reduced its crop by 30%. And France and New Zealand are the two largest producers of Sauvignon Blanc in the world. So if you're a big Sauvignon Blanc fan, you're not going to see a whole lot from France or New Zealand. Uh, is Burgundy getting new grapes? This is another one. Uh, put it in perspective, the region has been growing Pinot Noir for more than a thousand years. And they are investigating other grape varieties to adopt to the climate change, including Caesar, Syrah, and Zinamevro from Greece. So this is a pretty big deal. A $3,000 bottle of Bordeaux was used for sangria. A daughter used her dad's expensive bottle of Petrus to make sangria for her and her friends. The father found the empty bottles later in the recycling bin. <laughs> oh boy alright anybody who has a daughter I don't need to say anything more if you don't have a daughter then you know imagine Putin just picked a fight with all wine geeks everywhere this was when he said that champagne is in Russian in Russia has to be labeled sparkling wine rather than champagne and it set off a big, big stink. I think that's been settled now, though. I just read something uh, a couple of weeks ago that that's been been settled. They're not making them do that. Uh, the iconic rosé wine from Provence, owned by Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, went up for sale this year. Uh, it was a thousand-acre estate they bought in 2014 for 67 million dollars, and that's where they were married, and they put the place up for sale. Um, what's the perfect bubbly for Formula One? Ferrari. Uh, new Formula One winners weren't allowed to or deluge themselves with sparkling wine for fear of spreading COVID-19. So if you've been watching. Formula One racing, you may have noted that. So it is now back with a new label, uh, Ferrari, Ferrari from Trento. It's a northern Italian sparkling wine that's taking the spot for champagne for the foreseeable future. So you'll still see the bubbly being poured on Formula One winners, but it's not going to be champagne. It's going to be, uh, well, the wine's going to be Ferrari. Uh Super premium fuel, now made with wine and cheese. Oh, my gosh, what are they talking about here? Researchers at university, at a university in Mexico, developed biofuels from wine and cheese waste. It's great news because waste in the wine and cheese sector can be as high as 14 to 1. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, 
there's the must, there's all sorts of stuff and wine that you end up with, the skins and all that stuff. So like I said, cheese, I'm not that familiar, but yeah. To show off the wine cheese biofuel potential, Prince Charles filled up his 1969 DBP Austin Martin with ethanol made from wine and cheese by price to get to the COP26 summit. Cool for him. And wine biofuel should is going to power Le Mans in 2022. 24 hour of Le Mans is using fuel from wine, an ethanol uh, product, and it's going to run the Le Mans. That's another cool thing. An Australian wine sells for $104,500 at auction, making it the most expensive Australian wine bottle ever. 1951, the very first vintage of Pinfold's Grange. And it just became the most expensive ever sold. It's a rare buy as there are only 35 bottles left in existence. I certainly hope all 35 were stored properly. I certainly hope so. But $104,500. You, you had to know it was Pinfold Grange because they're the probably the premier and known wine out of Australia. Floods destroy Germany's fine Pinot Noir vineyards. And this is something I mentioned, too, back when this happened. Oh, I, she doesn't give a date on this. Um, this is the area is the devastated Our AHR, our Valley Vineyards in Germany. It is uh, noted for Pinot Noir, uh, Spotburgunder. Over $50 million in wine and property were destroyed, and hundreds of people perished in the class, uh, cataclysmic weather event. Hundred, over hundreds of people perished. Wow. If you live to be 100 in Switzerland, you'll receive 100 bottles of wine. Oh, my gosh, time to move to Switzerland. In Switzerland, centurions get $100, uh, 100 bottles of wine on their 100th birthday. Enough said there. Fine vines go to outer space. They were tested by experts from the Bordeaux region, sent some grapevines to outer space to see how they grew in zero gravity. So, uh, <laughs> she puts a note here, we joked about growing grapevines in space on April Fool's Day in 2015, and now six years later they actually did it. Several Bordeaux producers accused a major fraud case. Uh, prestigious Chateau Angeles and Chateau Trotteville were accused of rigging the entry system for the Grand Cru classification Saint-Emilion. I never heard about that. Might avoid those brands right now because they've accused of fraud. No, you know, no telling what it's going to be like. I mentioned this. An ancient winery was unearthed in Israel. Uh, they believe it was producing as much as 2.5 million bottles worth a year. A massive production was ex uh, thought to have exported wine to Greece, Egypt, and Turkey for over 1,500 years or over 1,500 years ago. Uh, it was likely known as Gaza wine, and the site had a large kiln and uh, its own amphora and. All sorts of interesting stuff. You can check it out. Go on YouTube uh, and check it out. Look under Israel Antiquities Authority for the uh, Gaza wine, G-A-Z-A, G-A-Z-A. There will be uh, a thing on YouTube for that. Six master sommeliers expelled for his sexual misconduct. Yes, we know. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. 
And smoked tainted grapes make delicious vodka. I was talking about smoked tainted grapes all after all the fires in Napa. And now they're finding that they can use it to make vodka. Uh, smoke point vodka is what they're naming it. The vodka tastes clean with floral notes and not even a whiff of smoke. So they're finding a use for the grapes that they didn't know what to do, which is good. I mean, there was a lot, a lot of growers that were stuck with grapes. So that knowing that they can have an outlet for it is a great thing. And Mandavi makes a non, uh, a non-fungible token wines available for ETH. Okay. Now, let me, non-fungible token, NFT, digital representations of real wine counterparts and porcelain bottles went up for sale on December the 15th. 1,966 tokens and wines for sale on Mondavi's site for 0.89 ETH. I guess ETH is Bitcoin, is a, a type of Bitcoin, although it's not called Bitcoin, it's called ETH. But 0.89 ETH is equal to $3,500 a piece. Whoa! And that's the last one she has on this list. Uh, something that I did see, and it's not on this list of hers, but something I did see... Wineries are looking at doing Bitcoin. Now, they're not sure how it's going to work at the winery itself. This is something that wineries are debating of how it's going to work at the winery. But for orders, they are seriously considering doing Bitcoin. Or, I, I say Bitcoin, that's just, that is a type of coin. Mm, excuse me. The, uh, it's uh, a cyber uh, payments, and they're looking at doing cyber payments for wines ordered. Now they're all not set up for it, and they're all not doing it yet. But I don't know how it's going to end up doing all that. There are a couple of sites out there that you can get on if you're not. Uh, I know this isn't about wine, but I figure it into it by talking about wine you're taking. There's a couple of sites out there that you can get Bitcoin or electronic currency uh, for, uh, uh, well, not a lot. You don't have to invest you know, thousands of dollars to get yourself some electronic currency. I want to say I saw this on 60 Minutes. I'm not sure, but they were talking about it, and they are talking about how it's used and how there are different tutorials on YouTube that you can go to and learn how to use it. And there's also different places you can go to that can get you started into electronic currency for less than $100. So you can start getting small amounts of it and keep adding to it. So I don't know. I am not a user of it, so I really... Don't know how it works or anything, but everybody's saying it's the wave of the future. This is what we're going to have to get used to because this is how currency is going to work and this is what's going to happen. So I'm surprised some wineries haven't done it yet because wineries usually are pretty good at keeping at the cutting edge of that stuff. So if it if it happens, then I'll let you know on that. A couple other things here before we go. A, the largest merger in the 21st century in the Champagne region was completed just uh, a couple of weeks ago. It is uh, a merger between, let's see, where does it say it here? Uh Leading cooperative groups, CRVC Champagne Castanel and Central Vinicole Champagne Nicholas Follett. And it's been approved and the merger became effective on December 31st. And it unites around 6,000 wine growers and 3,000 hectares of vineyard, representing nearly 9% of all the champagne. 
So, big, big merger. Uh, it's, they said that, uh, let's see, yeah, three major operators in Champaign are, they're going to be the biggest now. They merged two of the three biggest. So, uh, the Nicholas Follette uh, Champagne. I don't, I don't remember ever seeing it. I'm sure it's on the shelves because I never, never gotten perused the Champagne areas very much when I do it. Winemakers are slashing sulfites in wine without sacrificing quality. This is something consumers are saying sulfites are bad. So winemakers are trying to do with less and less sulfites, and so far they've been able to control it and keep it down and lower it without affecting the quality of it. Although you get to the point where you have to have so much sulfites in it or else it's the shelf life will be really, really short. So have that. You gotta have sulfites for that. And let's see. Well I've got a lot of other stuff here, but I'm not gonna hold you tonight on this stuff. I'm gonna Let's see, there's a couple of things that I do want to talk about that's a little bit more timely. And not that. Uh, is this the one? Uh, oh, selling of wine to go in restaurants. They're looking at, and most states are looking at continuously doing that. Uh, and a lot of wineries are continuously looking at doing more of a change to their system than they have before. Still have tasting rooms, but try to promote the off-site tastings and try to promote the uh, virtual tastings uh, as much as they can. Uh, it's affected COVID-19 and all of its variants have affected the wine industry tremendously, as you probably well know. And they're looking at what well, rebranding, I guess, would be the proper term. Uh, trying to make a to-go food takeout and wine takeout in restaurants a a permanent thing here. Same thing with wineries. They're trying to do more and more of a virtual tastings and get away from people in the winery and put together different packages of certain wines and they'll taste over the internet and all. So it's changing. The wine industry as we were used to is changing. Uh, hopefully it'll evolve back into something between the weird, strange stuff that we have now and had for the last couple of years and, and between what we actually had, you know, say five years ago. And I hope so. I like the old style and all that, but the new style could be fun, but I just like the atmosphere of going into a winery and tasting wine and being able to talk and ask questions and, you know, well, meet the people and all. Give a hug to someone that you haven't seen in a while, a winemaker or something like that. And you can't do it with this stuff now with this COVID because it's obviously not wise so it will change it will evolve it is evolving now and it's still evolving now and hopefully it'll turn out to something that everybody's happy with and that everybody can uh you know enjoy and go go through <laughs> go through i just uh, thinking about you know how how it has changed. So hopefully everything will get better and everybody will be happy with the end results. And speaking of end, I am done <laughs> for the night. <laughs> well, I was just thinking uh, how we had some of the guests uh, that came on and said that they were doing virtual tastings, um, yes. you know, video and all that. Maybe that's I don't know that could replace. Uh, some of the tasting rooms now if they if they went digital like that and uh with the way things have been going so i don't know it's a they have been making some changes like that for the pandemic and whatever else uh 
It's I don't know. it's a strange strange new new way they're doing stuff. But excuse me, as as being in the winery myself, as standing there at the tasting bar and pouring wines and talking to people and stuff like that, that is so much better, I think, than oh, yeah. looking at somebody on the TV screen and saying, okay, now mm-hmm. pick this up and taste this and all that. I, I just really, I miss doing that. I miss doing that a lot. And that's one of the things. I mean, I enjoyed making the wine and I enjoyed all that aspect of it. And I hated all the government paperwork. But the thing I enjoyed most was people coming in and being able to talk to them and hearing their stories and them asking me questions and stuff. I don't see how you can get a whole lot of that if you're doing that virtually. I Maybe so. I've never done a tasting virtually. Maybe Maybe I should get a hold of a winery and do a couple of virtual tastings just to see how it goes. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It's just a different, different animal, different world now, and uh, it's a matter of you know adjusting to that. But I, like I said, I really mm-hmm. like that one-on-one stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess. Um... We'll close the show for this week. It is uh, 8.06 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, wow. We'll be back on January the 20th, uh, next uh, Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks for tuning in and for joining us, uh, whether it's live or on the archives. So we appreciate it. If you have uh, any questions for uh, or want to be a guest on an upcoming show, please get in touch with Ron as soon as you can at <laughs> the email address. is <laughs> all about Ron. <laughs> all about wine one zero one at gmail dot com. That's all about wine, all one word, one zero one at gmail dot com. Do that. Do not spam him, or we will jump through the computer and uh, beat you. So uh, throttle, just, just, throttle uh, you, yes. throttle you. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, so uh, get a hold of him, and uh, and if you have questions about uh, something that you heard or. You know something that you're you're seeing in the news about wine or something. Uh, you know, ask them there, and we'll cover it during the show as well. So, um, or any thoughts about the cigar blog I'm thinking about? Let me know too. Yes, yes, his uh, uh, his, uh, his upcoming award-winning um, cigar blog. So, have <laughs> 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 an award-winning pretty, pretty, wine blog. Yeah. You'll be number one in Brazil at some point with the wine <laughs> That's blog. Right, so, yeah. Oh, Argentina, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Argentina. You know you're number one in Argentina. Uh, really enjoy the cigars. Um, so, yeah, um, feedback or anything like that, send them to them. Uh, we really appreciate it. So, uh, all right, we'll see you all next uh, week. Thanks for, uh, thanks again for tuning in, and until uh, next Thursday, uh, be safe and uh, uh, in good health, we hope, and we'll talk to you then. Thank you. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Yeah, thank you. This concludes tonight's broadcast of All About Wine with your host, Ron. For show information, links to All About Wine on Twitter and Facebook, or to be a guest on this show, visit the show website at www.allaboutwinebtr.com. Archived shows are available for download on iTunes or on our show page at blogtalkradio.com forward slash allaboutwine. Thank you for listening. Drink responsibly, and we'll see you next time on All About Wine. Goodbye, Facebook. Goodbye, YouTube. Uh, They're off. And goodbye, Blog Talk Radio. Go into the green room. Yeah. Come on.